When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope you are on your way to a fabulous day. I hope you've had a great holiday weekend and you're with family and loved ones. I had Sean Salisbury on my YouTube live show on Friday. And Sean has an amazing story of Christmas morning 2014 when he decided to pick up a homeless person on the side of a highway. It changed Russell's life, the individual that was on the side of the highway, and it changed Sean's life. And during the holiday season, we always put our arms around one another. There's a lot of love. There's a lot of compassion. But wouldn't it be great if that was the norm for 12 months out of the year rather than just the holidays? I never get tired of listening to Sean's story on that morning of 2014. You think about that Christmas morning Again, I know how Russell's life was changed. Sean, how was your life changed by that experience? Well, Grant, thanks for asking. I, uh, now I feel like I've always been a, and, I, and because of the way I was raised, compassionate. I did, but I also know that we all get to a point we feel sorry for ourselves. And on that particular day in 2014, it was, it was on Christmas Day, 2014. I was driving home after visiting with my children, who were going to be Christmas with their mother the next day. I was coming back to Houston on a four-hour drive in about 45 minutes, and I've chronicled this outside of Dallas. I drove by him about 10 miles, came back and picked him up. He was walking down the highway with a duffel bag, and he had told me he was walking from St. Louis, Missouri. And I I said, get in. To make a long story short, you know, I, I tried to stop two different times to drop him off, give him money, and feed him. It didn't work. For when he needed to be inside what we call the loop in Houston so he could take the bus to where he was going to go. He wanted to, he was going to spend his, the, the colder months because it's warmer in Texas and not Missouri, hanging out at Hope Depot, getting day jobs to earn a living. He didn't have a driver's license, a social security card, or uh, any ID uh, or a birth certificate. And he, I said, where are you going to sleep when we were driving? And he said, I was my sleeping bag under a tree. And I thought he was, you know, he was his family and him were at a distance. He wasn't seeing anybody. And so I just had him stay at my house and, and I was going to take him the next day, 16 months later, you know, he had been, he had done drugs in the past, but never did drugs from the time I saw him. He said he'd been off him. He had about four teeth in his head. 
we got them all new teeth, the driver's license, the social security card, and and a uh, a birth certificate over the next 60 months. Him and I became friends, and and he went back, got reconciled with his family, and he's he's living in Missouri again where he came from. And it was supposed to be temporary. wasn't even going to have him stay with me. But I was feeling sorry for myself driving home because I wasn't with my kids on Christmas Day. Stayed the night in Dallas after spending Christmas Eve with them, woke up the next morning and thought, ah, oh, this sucks to be me, man. I'm driving four hours. And all of a sudden, I run into him, drive by him, and go back and pick him up. Wanted to give him money. And a burning, like it was like it was odd, but it said, get your butt back and pick him up. Because I gave him money and drove back and picked him up. And 16 months later, we developed a friendship. So I guess to make the, and to, to do all that stuff, to know what it takes to get to what he was going through in his life, I was thinking, man, my, my problems pale in comparison. Mm-hmm. I know what rock bottom looks like, and it's, it's relative. Everybody's got their rock bottom, whatever it is. And for me, it was a sign. It was, people say I changed his life. But the truth is he changed mine because I had gone through what was the worst stretch in my life. I lost a dad. I lost a house. Just before that, I'd been divorced. I slept in my truck about 100 times that year. I, 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 everything. And when I picked him up, I was just starting to get back into, I was about a, nine to 10 months into getting my life. I, I felt good. I just started again. And I wondered if I was ever going to get my career back. And as I was driving, I thought, I got health. All my kids are healthy. I can, I can do this. And 16 months later, we became friends. And my life will never be the same because of it. Because there, I, when I thought about what he was doing with his life, yeah, I thought, what, what, what a, you know, and it's brought me to tears many times thinking about it. But I, I didn't know what I was getting into when I brought him in. And I know what, it, what, what the blessing was when he, when he yeah. went home 16 months later. It was a it was the, one of the best things I've ever done, not just for him. I'm talking about what he did for me, understanding what compassion is. My kids loved him. He spent Christmas with us. My kids became buddies with him. It was a special time for us. They ask about him all the time, and um, I'll never, ever feel sorry for myself in a situation again because I look at that situation. I'm not sleeping under a tree in a sleeping bag. He was, and I'm grateful we could get it all done and get him back with his family after 16 months. Sean, you said something to me during that podcast that really resonated with me. And you said when you were at rock bottom, the one the one thing that really helped you, maybe as much as anything, was doing really good deeds for other people. That helping out other people warmed your heart, started to heal your heart, where you were able to move up from rock bottom. Well, the, Grant, it's such a great point, and it's a lesson for all of us. And when I share this story, it was never for people to pat me on the back. Hell, no. I didn't do much. You know, I picked a guy up because I, you know, I went from feeling sorry for myself to acting like what a good normal citizen should do. It was cold that day. Pick somebody up who's hitchhiking along the freeway on Christmas day. And I felt like a heel when I drove by him the first time for about 10 miles and I came back and I did what most I would hope do. But the, the story for me moving forward was, and I've got countless hundreds of people after they heard the story Say, you know what, Sean, I bought somebody a meal that day, or I gave somebody a hundred bucks. And it's not for me to decide what they're going to do with that hundred bucks, Grant, or mm-hmm. when you buy them a meal. It's not from, you know, when we say, well, they're just going to go spend it on alcohol. I don't know. He wasn't. I, I, just, I, don't, I don't know why, and I don't know what they're going to do with it. I just know compassion matters, and you never know whose life you're going to change. And for him and for me, it changed both of us. I, I, I and I all, and you're, you're exactly right. And it, for, it was to share the story. So, somebody else would pay it forward and it, and he'll pay it forward too. I watched him do it when he was living with me to somebody else 
and him become more kind and compassionate because he had every reason in his life to be bitter. And a lot of it's self-inflicted, Grant. But I wasn't willing. I had to chew his ass sometimes, too, about we're not feeling so. I mean, I had to get on him like we were brothers, you know, like we'd mm -hmm. been around. He was older than I was, but it kind of shaped both of us. But I did. The thing that helped me the most was not immersing myself into making me feel better. Mm -hmm. I immersed myself into to, to try and make a difference in somebody else's life, whether it was that or the other things we were doing. And the best recovery for me in my life from rock bottom was jumping into somebody else's life and helping them get out of their rock bottom, which in turn got rid of your thoughts and, and pouting and your feeling sorry for myself to get out of my rock bottom. And it literally changed on a dime. That's how fast it changed. Sean, I read the message that I received from a listener of that podcast that was going through a similar situation and despair. And he, he sounded suicidal. And he talked about after listening to your story that he got reinvigorated. He also reunited with his family and started to change his life around just based on your story. And I think that's so fabulous because, you know, there are a lot of people that we see on social media that seem perfect. I'm still waiting to meet a perfect person. Everyone's yep. got issues. Everyone's got problems. As we sit here on this holiday season, maybe we've got someone right now, Sean, that's at rock bottom, whatever the situation. Maybe they're going through a divorce. Maybe they lost their job. Maybe they're close to being homeless, whatever the case may be. What, what's the best advice you would give someone that's in despair right now? And Grant, first of all, you sharing that story makes me feel good because I got countless messages, too, that you can feel when people are willing to show their life and be transparent when they're questioning if they want to go grab a gun and end their life. It's kind of scary. People you don't know. Uh -huh. You get those messages on your inbox. And I got countless messages. I still to this day, and I the story I, I don't I don't share it every Christmas unless somebody asks. I just but I, I still get it. I had a guy ask me on, on the radio two days ago, Grant, on my show, Sean, a reminder of I just want to be a reminder of what went on into Christmas because it made a difference in my life. I, I hear that and it's it's not for me. Um, it's it, knowing that along the way, no matter what I did, two things, as long as I could help Russell and in turn it helped me. But if somebody was listening that day or listening to your podcast when you brought it up and it saved a life, then it was worth everything. Absolutely. It really was. Any dime that I spent, any amount of money when you're frustrated. You're, and we used to sit up at night, Grant, till 2 in the morning watching St. Louis Cardinals baseball after we tape because he's a diehard baseball fan, right? Mm -hmm. And a great historian, too. You, I learned from the guy as well. Um, the advice I would give is just when I thought, Grant, stuff that I never talked about. There was times when I hit my rock bottom that – I had to, I can remember one time, and I was never a big, big drinker. I like to have a drink. I can remember one time waking up, and I was so beat down and achy from, I'd had surgery on my back, like not invasive, but enough to require a few painkillers. And I was going through, I was at Christmas alone, leading up to it. I didn't have much money. I can remember sitting on my toilet, ache, my body was aching, and all over, like you'd be, the pre-flu ache, but it wasn't the flu. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I, and I it, it was a little bit hungover because I drank because I was feeling sorry for myself. And I can remember thinking, I don't know if I can get to tomorrow. I, re I remember thinking it. And I had great family, but when you do that, you keep it from your mom, right? You, keep, you, you just don't share. And I was that guy. 
And I can remember at times thinking, I, I'm, I'm never, I, I can't get through this. My career, I was embarrassed. I wanted to be there for it. all those things. So you try to hide it and it starts to fester. And so I guess the number one thing I could do this, the two things that'll help you. One is be, be around good people that uplift you. But secondly, that you can't quit. I wanted to. Every time I got, I got a guy there wanted to, and I said, you know what, today's, I, I can't do this. But then I thought about what would I do if I couldn't go any further? And what would my family and kids, how would they, how would it affect the rest of their life if I quit? And my dad, I didn't come from a family that quit. And my dad would have, if he would have been alive during that time, my dad would have had my ass sucking buttermilk. He would have been, you know, he would have said, that's not how we do it here with compassion. But he would have let me know that I met more to people than at the time I thought I did. We all go through the ebbs and flows. But, and it's hard to immerse yourself into helping somebody else because you're too busy feeling sorry for yourself. But I did. And then to, to know, and I had people tell me, just take it another day. And I'll be damned if, if, you know, some prayer and some good friends around you, it all of a sudden started to turn around. And I felt myself going and helping and giving. what. And, and sometimes I was down to my last couple bucks. And if somebody else needed it, I gave it. And I was sleeping on a couch and pulling into a parking lot of a hotel and not having the money to go check in, but sleeping in your truck. But you're too embarrassed to ask a friend or family member for money. It, it was it was tough times, man. And I, uh, it's not for anybody to feel sorry for me, but if I'm sending this message to somebody else, there's always hope. Yeah, it's only you're only hopeless when you quit. And I'm there for anybody that needs it because it is a hard, hmm. hard lesson. But I promise, once you've been there, instead of digging a hole to get out, build steps to climb out. And that's how I did it, step by step. And on that note, I will once again say Merry Christmas. Have a great day. Thank you so much for your support. So long, everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.